It's Philosophy Talk. There have always been conspiracy theories. The moon landings were fake. Every single bird in the sky is a robot. Rampant voter fraud that allowed Democrats to literally steal the election. Why are some people susceptible to conspiracy theories? Who doesn't have a few weird beliefs? Some have claimed that suburban women revolted against the Republican Party, but doesn't it feel more true that all Hispanics voted twice? Are conspiracy theorists irrational, or are they just victims of misinformation? There was a huge increase in what people call stacking, where multiple children will stack on top of each other (laughs) under a trench coat and then vote as an adult. Isn't it healthy to question the received narrative? It's not easy. You have to learn to live with uncertainty. Our guest is Christopher French from the University of London. Thinking like a conspiracy theorist. It's not paranoia if they're really out to get you. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. This holiday season, give the gift of thought. Support the thinker in your life with a gift subscription to our library of more than 500 episodes. More information at our website, philosophytalk.org slash purchase. Is the media lying to us all the time? Isn't it paranoid to think we're controlled by unseen forces? What does it mean to do your own research? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Ray Briggs. And I'm Blakey Vermule, sitting in for Josh Landy. We're coming to you via the studios of KALW San Francisco Bay Area. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where I teach philosophy, and Blakey teaches in the Philosophy and Literature program. Thanks again for helping out, Blakey. My pleasure. Today we're asking what it's like to think like a conspiracy theorist. Ugh, I would never want to think like a conspiracy theorist. Their thoughts are riddled with errors. They ignore contrary evidence if it doesn't fit with what they already believe. They think they're experts on things they know nothing about. And they project malicious intent onto events that have perfectly innocent explanations. But we all make mistakes in our thinking. Psychologists tell us that everybody is susceptible to cognitive biases. And if you think you're immune, then that makes you even more susceptible. Wait. You're saying there is no difference between me and the person in a tinfoil hat who's making endless internet posts about how the Earth is flat and how we're secretly being ruled by lizard people? Look, not all conspiracy theories are so far-fetched. A lot of them are a matter of historical record. Government health organizations deliberately infected poor rural black men in Tuskegee with syphilis as part of a medical experiment. The NSA paid internet companies tens of billions of dollars to spy on ordinary Americans. And if you tried to talk about any of that at the time, your friends would have handed you a tinfoil hat. But it was all true. Okay, fine. Sometimes the government and corporations lie to us. But a lot of conspiracy theories go way beyond that observation. People think that there's one global conspiracy that explains everything, from scientific predictions about climate change, to the economy, to the war in Ukraine. They're not carefully weighing the evidence at all. But how are ordinary people supposed to weigh evidence these days? The internet is a fire hose of bad information, and it all sounds plausible. There's just too much to audit everything. 
okay, yeah, there's a lot of information, but you have to take some personal responsibility for your beliefs. Whatever happened to basic critical thinking or checking for obvious mistakes? A lot of people don't even bother. Critical thinking is great, but it's also extremely hard to do when you're surrounded by companies that are competing for your attention and trying to make you click on things out of fear and outrage. It's like trying to stay on the wagon when all of your friends are big drinkers. Well, if your sources of information are bad, you should just seek out better ones. You know, get your news from somewhere reputable instead of Infowars or something. How do you tell which news outlets are reputable? It seems like you'd need some independent way of knowing whether they're lying to you, but they're your source of information about the news. Yeah, you can't know for certain, but you should still try to do something. You know, fact-check articles before you share them. See if they're published by a source with its own fact-checking standards. Don't look at sources with a strong partisan bias. That's great as far as it goes, but... No amount of legitimacy is enough to guarantee that someone is trustworthy, especially someone with enough power to be shaping the news in the first place. The world is run by oligarchs, and we are being lied to all the time. Disinformation is the fifth horseman of the apocalypse. Whoa, Blakey, you know, you're kind of starting to sound like a conspiracy theorist yourself. Okay, but I do believe that all of us can be conspiracy theorists under the right circumstances. You really think I could be a conspiracy theorist? But I'm really careful. I follow my evidence where it leads. What are the circumstances that would do that to me? Under circumstances of chaos, oppression, deceptive authorities, and bad evidence, you might question whether what you're being told is really the truth. Okay, yeah, I, I see how in, in those circumstances, I really would have to question everything, in, including journalism and science. But luckily, I'm not in those circumstances now. Can you really be so sure? The problem with conspiracy thinking is that it is very easy to detect in your political opponents, but almost impossible to detect in yourself or in your group. You know, I bet our guest will have something to say about that. It's Christopher French, co-author of Anomalistic Psychology, Exploring Paranormal Belief and Experience. I'm really looking forward to talking to him. But first, we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Sarah Lye Sterland, to investigate conspiracy thinking around voting and elections. She files this report. If you follow the 2022 midterm elections, you probably heard about confrontations at ballot boxes in Arizona. Two men, armed, wearing tactical gear, watching voters. According to complaints filed and referred to the Department of Justice last week, one voter complained he was called a mule. That was a reference to a movie called 2000 Mules that came out in May. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. Here's the movie's central premise. Left-leaning groups cheat in elections by collecting and delivering thousands of votes with forged signatures to ballot boxes in swing states. The movie uses geo-tracking data from cell phones and video footage in five swing states to make its claims. But election experts and technologists have rejected the movie's deceptive narrative. Multiple news organizations report that the data in 2000 Mules just doesn't add up. 
Even Bill Barr, the former attorney general under President Trump, thinks this narrative is misleading. My opinion then and my opinion now is that the election was not stolen by fraud. I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that, including the 2000 Mules movie. Nevertheless, conservative politicians and activists across the country seized on the movie's claims. They mobilized supporters to monitor ballot boxes to stop the alleged activity. People have been organizing to try to watch drop boxes to prevent these so-called mules from dropping off ballots when, when the reality is there's not really evidence to support that that is a widespread phenomenon. Stephen Prohaska is a PhD student at the University of Washington. He's part of a group called the Election Integrity Partnership, and he studies how groups amplify conspiracy theories and disinformation online. People are, are they're not just like passively receiving this information, they're collaborating in both making it and then acting on it. Digital and social media, he notes, enables activists to embellish the inflammatory narrative. One of the things that does make the modern context a little bit different is the way that these platforms can provide a literal platform for conspiracy theorizing. It also allows for manipulation and in a much more direct way than previously had been easily available. Multiple articles have documented flaws in the US voting system, which leads to the question, in a complex world, just how are we supposed to quickly tell when something is a harmful conspiracy theory and when it's not? One of the reasons conspiracy theories are dangerous is they're so close to genuine rational belief. T. Nguyen is a professor of philosophy at the University of Utah. He studies online communities, trust and influence and how influencers can manipulate that trust. Actual reality involves this careful management of who to trust, but it involves substantial trust. He notes that conspiracy theorists trust only a select group of people, and they find reasons to distrust institutional sources of information. Conspiracy theories restore us to the idyllic world where we get to think for ourselves and make things clear and explain everything within our grasp. It's rigged. Bloomberg News found that conservative candidates routinely saw much higher social media engagement from election conspiracy posts than from any other kinds of posts. What these rigged election candidates didn't say was that all the claims in 2000 Mules had been debunked. Often conspiracy theories are what we would call dangerous speech. Word choice and choosing when to speak out is important too, says Susan Benish, founder of the Dangerous Speech Project. That's a group of researchers who study the typical kinds of speech patterns and contexts that precede mass violence. When they serve to teach people to regard another group of people as a mortal threat. Benish says that when that happens, it gives individuals a justification to attack. That's what we hear in 2000 Mules. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable, and that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Still, in 2022, voters rejected the conspiracy theorists, and Benish says that's significant. The results of the midterms present a rare opportunity in the sense that they have convinced significant numbers of Republican leaders that dangerous lies are no longer a good way to get elected, but they need to be pressured to speak out publicly. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Sarah Lai Sterland. 
You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.